Welcome to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I'm your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker. And I am your co-host, Noel Wood, codename Crapshoot. And I'm your Cobra intern that convinced Tomax and Zaymont to invest in Betamax, codename <laughs> Legion Cub. <laughs> you can... Uh, I thought you were going to say Bitcoin, and I was like, oh, that would, that, that'd be scary. <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast and Twitter at G.I. Joe Audible. And uh, if you hit us up either of those places with any thoughts, feelings, ideas, whatever, uh, we will see it. Just be sure you, you tag us or do whatever it is you do on your social medias. Also, please check out the Needless Things YouTube channel. Haven't been a whole lot of G.I. Joe reviews lately, but I think any day now, uh, <laughs> probably going to get some Joe reviews out there. Had a couple of Thundercats weeks recently. Uh, all kinds of toy reviews every single week, every uh, Monday and Wednesday, sometimes Monday through Thursday, depending on what's out. So we got a lot of news to talk about, fellas. We've got a couple of things, a couple of tidbits we're going to cover before we get into the big thing, which obviously is our Fan Thirst Tuesday panel. Uh, I want to talk about these two guys that are right here in my hands in their protective star cases. Uh, first, we have I'm a computer, Mutt K9 and IT bandwidth specialist. Uh, these are the Super 7 PSA reaction figures that were instant must-haves for me. I, I'm, these are not getting opened because once you take them off the card, like we talked about last time, they're just figures. Uh, but you have Mutt with random stray brown dog. <laughs> but where these things, like as great as the packaging looks and as nice as the figures are, because we've talked at length on the show about how much we appreciate what Super 7 is doing with these figures these file cards are absolutely ridiculous so what i'm going to do for anybody who might be on the fence about these psa figures which by the way they could keep going with these for quite some time uh i feel like pork chop sandwiches has got to be in the future yeah that's got a headline next year uh so we have a full gi joe style file card however there are some differences uh, Mutt, canine unit, and IT bandwidth specialist. File name, Perlmutter, Stanley R. Uh, primary military specialty dog handler, birthplace, Island, New Jersey, grade SP4. When Mutt was going through basic training, he knew he wanted to focus on two things, canine-based law enforcement and becoming the first human computer. He finally achieved both goals during the dial-up era. It says area. I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be era. Uh, which unfortunately led to serious bandwidth issues when attempting to download new dog training techniques. Since then, Mutt has taken it upon himself to discourage children from wasting bandwidth on games in order to more easily usher in the era of cybernetic canine enforcement soldiers. As Mutt likes to say, 01010110111010100. I'm going to stop there. It goes on for quite some time like that. And then it has the traditional quote about Mutt at the bottom of the file card. Mutt is a computer man who loves dogs and hates children. He's the best at what he does. <laughs> so that is your uh, I'm a computer Mutt file card. 
And then there is the, of course, roadblock body massage figure, which I didn't notice this at first. So this roadblock actually has a different portrait. He's got this big giant grin on his face, gums and all. Would uh, he, you? Well, of course. Giving massages? It, well, if you if you were a an electrical safety and covert masseur as roadblock is he comes with his uh electrical wire removal tools and of course has his own unique psa file card uh roadblock file name hinton marvin f primary military specialty infantry heavy weapons secondary military specialty cook birthplace biloxi mississippi grade e4 roadblock is the busiest joe on the team being the Joe's first dual electrical safety engineer and tactical massage therapist, he has his hands full with the bodies of the recently and soon to be electrocuted. In recent years, downed power lines have become such a scourge for civilians living in remote desert areas that they have had to start jumping their bikes over them just to get around. Roadblock has taken it upon himself to preemptively provide body massages throughout these communities to help with the severe electrocutions that are all but guaranteed at this point. <laughs> and here's, here's the quote. Roadblock isn't just a body massage machine. He is Mr. Body Massage Machine. <laughs> so... Super I feel seven. Like that's the Mad Max GI Joe dystopian <laughs> future crossover that we need. Super Seven is, you know, I uh, again, I always say I understand if people don't get GI Joe reaction figures, but Super Seven is killing it and adding that copy, <clears throat> that insanity to the backs of these puts it even further over the top. I wholly endorse. G.I. Joe reaction, but specifically these PSA figures. I just want to comment on how full circle we have gone with the Finsler film parodies because Hasbro put a cease and desist out on that when they right. first came out. Right. Later, they, they were like, okay, these are very popular. G.I. Joe is not a brand we're focusing on much. When they, they put them, they put those PSAs on official releases later on. And now they're they're allowing Super Seven to release <laughs> licensed, licensed toys action with, figures with stories behind. <laughs> <laughs> like they can they, they get to make up stories behind the characters in the Fensler film uh, PSA parodies. So yeah, absolutely amazing. I, I cannot wait for more of these. They have to happen. I got to imagine these things probably sold as as well as you know the standard reaction figures are in Targets. Which by yeah. the way still selling and getting replenished selling and getting replenished and on all of the targets around me yeah and you know you can also because yes that snake eyes is a bit of a peg warmer but because you're seeing so many of them in the stores and not seeing a bunch of the other ones you know the other ones are moving quite a bit right my right exactly by my house actually finally sold out of all the snake eyes and yes yeah, someone yeah. was probably like you know with your idea like these are going to be worth something in a year yeah, I, I and I, I still think that they will be. We'll we'll find out. It depends on if this line, uh, if this reaction line continues as strongly as it started off. Uh, and speaking of reaction, spotted in the wild in Target, which is again the most delightful way to find things, a Super Seven reaction Red Ninja. No fanfare. Super Seven still, to my knowledge, hasn't officially announced it. Uh, but somebody 
found it in Target with the third wave of reaction figures. So it looks like it might be like that blue snake eyes, a Target exclusive. Right. Uh, which I hope it is because obviously if anything should be as plentiful as those snake eyes, it should be a troop builder like the Red Ninja. Uh, and then it looked great. I mean, it's basically, from what I saw, I didn't see the best picture of it, but it looks like it's just a red version of Storm Shadow, which is what it should be. Right. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to find that one. I, I've only been in a couple of targets since I saw that announcement and, and the pegs are a little empty, but keep your eyes open. Speaking of keeping your eyes open, if you are following Audible Interlude on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast, then you saw when I posted about the clearance vamp, which turns out to not be clearance, but it was a sale. Uh, that remote control vamp from Jada Toys was marked down from $45 to $22.50. So I went and picked one up, and Jada Toys makes great remote control stuff. The vehicle itself charges via usb uh rather than having a traditional remote control car battery uh the remote the controller does use uh double a batteries but they're included so right out of the box you can chart you can get this thing going it's it's a great little uh vehicle for especially for 2250 uh to just drive around and have fun with and uh now though they are back up to 45 dollars so you know, keep your eyes open and we'll let you know when they go on sale again or just keep an eye on Target. Great little toy. Although it is really funny that the awe striker is on the front of the packaging. <laughs> uh, come on. Let's do better. Uh, all right. Do you guys have any other random news before we move on to the big stuff? No, I don't think so. You ready for a little fan thirst? Mm, so thirsty yeah man really thirsty because it's been pretty darn dry lately uh so hasbro uh lenny emily and another dude i cannot remember his name apologies he's he's new to the cast so not new to the brand but new to the live streams uh so i did not catch his name uh but put on another i thought very entertaining fun panel i appreciate that they don't just sit there and read out lists of information that they try and inject some personality and some fun into these panels when they do them. Uh, but this was really exciting because I didn't think we were getting another live stream until June. I thought Yojo June was going to be the next one we got after February. So I didn't know we were getting an April stream. So we open with a PR statement. Uh, once again, Emily addresses the scarcity, the shipping issues, what's been going on. And her statement is basically that Hasbro estimates shipping time for the total product quantities. Meaning it's kind of what I was talking about where March of 2023 is your worst case scenario. The time they expect all of the units to have been delivered to all of the purchasers. Target, Walmart, Big Bad, Dorkside, whoever. Uh, and Hasbro has asked retailers to wait for their total fulfillment. Uh, and the retailers don't. And who can blame them? Because if you're somebody like Dorkside Toys, for example, and you get in 200 of your 500 Storm Shadows, 
you're going to ship them to your pre-order customers because guess what? If somebody else gets them first, they're going to cancel their pre-orders and you're going to lose out on those, those dollars and be stuck with those 200 Storm Shadows. So I don't blame the retailers who are putting out a few pieces at a time for trying to get their cut of these things because regardless of what anybody says, all of these shipping problems are ongoing. Ships are still cargo containers are still stuck in the middle of the ocean, still waiting to be unloaded. Now everything, anything coming from Mexico is having to be rerouted. Like there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on. It's more expensive than it's ever been. Uh, the Hasbro team didn't address this, but it is likely that GI Joe is not the priority that Marvel Legends and Star Wars Black Series are. Uh, there, there are just a lot of elements here. And the bottom line is, and this is what they've kind of reiterated over these panels, we're going to get our figures. We may not get them, you know, all at the same time, but we're going to get them. They're on the way because they specifically mention that manufacturing quantities have been increased 500%, but they're still not quite meeting the demand. Uh, this we'll get into this later when we talk about the uh, roundtable that they had, but it's very interesting to hear these numbers and them talking about their how badly they underestimated the demand for Joe. But I definitely did appreciate when they said, <clears throat> "Excuse me, if you have a pre-order, you will get your figure." I mean, right? It kind of sucks that that we're seeing stuff posted online and people finding it in the wild and we're still waiting. However, that kind of guarantee does make me breathe a little bit sigh of relief going, okay, I know that this retailer is not going to cancel my pre-order out from underneath of me because they didn't get their stock. Right. Exactly. It's, it's going to get there. It's just going to be a minute. And as far as the uh, tiger force and Python patrol, figures showing up in the UK. The deal with that is these UK retailers, because just, you know, I don't want to say, unfortunately, because I know uh, uh, collectors outside of North America have so many struggles getting just the regular mainline releases that I can't begrudge them having potentially better access to the exclusives. Because if something is a Target or Walmart exclusive, it tends to be offered to international retailers, just they can order it. Or Toys R Us up in Canada gets like everything. Uh, So the Tiger Force and Python Patrol figures that showed up in the UK, it's because the distributors over there aren't getting as much as Target is getting. So they got their whole allotment pretty quickly. And Target is still waiting for all of theirs to come in. We'll get them. We may keep pre-ordering two waves in advance before we even see the first wave, <laughs> but we'll eventually get that first wave. Uh, it, it was funny to me though, Emily. Uh, and she said this before she said, it's going to be a really good year. I believe her. However, it is April. It is may It is now may. It was April when she said this, it's now may. And so far it has not been a really good year. So they've got a lot of ground to make up for, uh, in I mean, the coming she, months, but she didn't specifically say what year. Well, I think so, she said this is going to be a really good year. Yeah. Well, so she's talking about literally the twelve. Date that she right. Said she's that, talking about literally the next twelve months. Days. Right. Yes. Right. So from <laughs> from April twenty sixth of twenty twenty two to April twenty sixth of twenty twenty three, it's going to be a great year for GI Joe. Yes, I can get down with that. <laughs> uh, I will say this, and I. I 
kind of mentioned this last time, but I still feel this way. Uh, I don't want to be in on the process this early. I don't like being showed renders uh, because my feeling is that these toy companies are showing us stuff too early as it is. I don't want to see anything until we're three months from it being in my hands. That's just me personally. It doesn't do a lot for me to see something a year before I'm going to have it. it. It's honestly, it's just annoying. And I get it that now that's how everything works. It's how movies work. It's how comic books work. It's how TV shows work, video games, everything. They've got to like, they have to get it in front of you as soon as possible. Otherwise, the next thing coming out is going to get your attention and take it away. Like they want to put this stuff in our brains as soon as they can to get us hooked to whatever the next thing is. But this is just, I don't need a year of anticipation. I'm going to buy it anyway. And I don't, I don't, I think most collectors, well, the, the supposed moms and uncles or whatever, the toy lines are still selling to. And I believe that there's a portion of that out there still, they don't watch this stuff anyway, so they don't care. And for us collectors, we're in, we don't need this much lead time. Uh, so while I understand going forward, these renders are, are what we're going to be getting. I don't want them. I don't need them. You know, I'll, I, I'd also anecdotally. I, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was gonna say anecdotally. Uh, I sometimes you reveal something too early for me and I get very excited about it. And then a year and a half goes by without it. And by the time it comes around, my reaction is just meh. I've gone this long without it. I don't really need it. It happens. Yes. It happens to be a lot with movies. It happens a lot with like TV series, even video games. Um, when I first see a trailer for something and then it's an 18 months before the movie comes out, I, I skip it. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. There have been specific things. As a matter of fact, uh, as a good example, my 112 collective, uh, the Mezco stuff that 1989 Batman that they put up two years ago, I think for pre-order, I mean, I was out of my mind excited for that at the time because there was so little Batman 1989 merchandise, certainly of that high quality. And now it's been so long and I have not expired out of not having this thing. <laughs> and there are other things coming out. Uh, my excitement has died down and I halfway have considered canceling my pre-order a couple of times because I'm just like, at this point, I still don't know when it's coming. I, I don't know. There, there's when you're a big company like this. I don't think this much lead time is necessary, and, and or or even really healthy for the line. No, especially when you look I at use... stuff like Super Seven, who's putting stuff out, you know, days, weeks, sometimes well, putting some some stuff, something. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I'm talking about the reaction figures specific, yeah. but like, look at how well, as we mentioned, they're doing. Right. Because people are like, oh, that's a thing. Oh, I can go get that today. Great. Right. And that's the thing is they're capitalizing on that, that the excitement of the release, like, oh my gosh, well, I, there, there, I've got 27 classified figures on pre-order, but I can go buy these things right now. Mm -hmm. I'm not really comfortable with the price. Maybe it's not my favorite format, but it's there. I think that's probably a, a percentage of reaction sales as well is just the fact that they're available. So I was the opposite of you guys. <clears throat> it, it felt like we were constantly getting news. We were constantly being shown figures and it was keeping my excitement level up. However, my attitude kind of changed with this last 
um, Fan First Tuesday in that what they showed us in the prototypes from what the render was, there is, I mean, they're great looking figures. There's just no difference between what we saw from the render. So while I was excited to see the prototype, I did feel this. I don't feel like I'm as excited as I was when I saw the initial news that this is who I'm getting. So I would almost like if if Hasbro not troll, but just mess with us a little. If you show us the renders for a figure, then you know, let us know, like, oh, this blah blah blah, it could change. This might not be the final thing. Put something on that figure that potentially is going to upset fandom and keep us talking so that that's that is a do you think fandom is not upset enough as it is christian (laughs) do you use the internet (laughs) Uh, apparently not enough i don't know I, I want some kind of difference. Either don't show us. Well, the I think the difference or show is... us something a little bit different so that when we see the actual prototype figure, we can feel that initial, oh my gosh, that is exactly what I wanted to get. Well, I think the difference is the accessories, though, because in the render, you don't see what they come with at all. Mm. And my excitement, well, but my excitement for Bazooka came from seeing exactly what a classified version of his bazooka, his backpack, the actual projectiles that go into the bazooka. Like that to me is another layer of excitement. Like you're talking about seeing like, Oh, this is how, this is how Ricondo's rifle looks. This is Zorana's swappable wigs, like, which we'll get into all of this, obviously. But like, to me, that is, the one thing in this process that they are being smart about is they're holding that stuff back. Those finishing touches that really make these figures feel special. And like, in my opinion, still the best one twelfth scale figures on the market. Uh, so let's move on. We've actually got to talk about these figures. Now we've already mentioned a couple of things. Uh, we're, we're going to start off a little soft though. I'm I'm anxious to hear what you guys have to say about this. The first thing that they showed, very, very surprising to me. Let me pull my, my picture up here, is another Snake Eyes and Timber two-pack of all things. Uh, just basically repaints of, of both figures from the Alpha Commandos set. How did you guys feel seeing this? It's not something I need. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I they, they call it the Renegade slash Resolute version of Snake Eyes, which I guess it's it's more stylized than the than the regular V2 mask. So I get I get what they're going with that. But um, yeah, it's I, I know that G.I. Joe has traditionally put out a bunch of Snake Eyes figures. Um, I was hoping that Classified would not be that way, but it looks like it, they are going to just reveal one every few months. Well, I, and I don't think it's a bad idea because honestly, I, I, I think from, from a GI Joe business perspective, you want to always have a snake eyes available. He's your, he's your Batman. Uh, he, he's, he is the one that those moms and uncles that if they even know what GI Joe is, they know, Oh, that's that ninja guy. And that any kid is going to look at this figure. The reason that my son is collecting classified series is because of snake eyes. 
because he is so cool and they threw him in Fortnite and it worked and like he's he's your guy so i'm not against this set existing but somewhat to my dismay i'll admit it's my first hard pass in the whole line wow i have i, I have zero reason to buy this i don't mind repaints because i now granted i have this set so i don't know how difficult it is still to obtain at its original price point for people who are coming into the line new well by the time this comes out it'll be exactly 150 bucks so that's why i don't mind repaints because you know i feel like you've always got to be able to have chances for people new to the line to get older figures that they might have missed with that being said um i don't think the new paint job does the timber figure any justice actually when they specifically addressed it that they wanted it to look more like <clears throat> i guess the original figure that was just basically one color yeah it just which, looks like a weird sheep wolf hybrid yeah yeah like the the original the the first edition i remember you know it came out right before i got into the line and when we saw it i was like oh my gosh i could see people that are into this scale buying this figure just to get the timber because that is a great looking figure. Yeah, as and we said, that set was was timber with snake eyes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And this version, the the flat paint just I don't know, it it makes me see flaws with the figure that I don't see in mine. Well, I will say this. Um this is the render. I 100% believe that that this will look better in person and they don't have this render in the most exciting pose. Mm. Like wolves don't stand like this. Like they haven't utilized the articulation to make him look exciting at all. He's literally like in the stiffest pose he could possibly be. I think the finished product will probably be really cool. I'm also curious to see again, what accessories this set is going to come with. Because we don't know what if it come what if it comes with like a radioactive canister and maybe the the snow guy's rifle. Like what if they get really creative with the accessories and that could turn me around on it, depending on what they put in there. What if what if this snake eyes has like a big furry coat? That would be it, awesome. If they give it the radioactive canister, they gave it to the wrong snake eyes. Well, you know, they, they mix and mash, match a little bit here they in did. classified land. Uh, so I don't have anything against this set, but as of now, I have zero intention of purchasing it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fine that it's coming out. It's just, it's, I will be saving the $38.99 or however much it costs at retail. Right. Uh, but here here is the issue. And, and this was inevitable that there was going to be a release that I was like, no, I don't need it, but I hate that it's happened because now it makes it easier for me to, now that I'm breaking the number sequence, because I've got all of the figures in order, they're numbered, you know, I've got everyone and now I'm breaking the number sequence. So it's going to make it easier to skip other releases that I find slightly less interesting that I might've been a little more 
compelled to be like, oh, well, I guess I got to get this because I've got all the other ones. Now there's one that I'm probably not going to have. Although as we get further down the list, we're going to find one that I'm absolutely not going to have. So we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, next up, we get back into our Walmart retro series, which lots of news about that a little further into the show. Uh, but they showed us a Walmart retro Zartan. Uh, the first thing that jumped out at me about this guy was his green eyes. Yep. Very sunbow, which, which was their stated intention with the design of this figure comparing this one to the other ones we've seen. Uh, how do you guys feel about this? I, I really like the figure um, because I've got the first Zartan. I don't really need a second one, so I, I will probably wind up passing on it um, unless I unless it's just a complete impulse for me at some point. But I know I do really like the green eyes. I do like the more cartoon look. Um, you know, I, I kind of wish I'd passed on that first Zartan sometimes because the Master of Disguise Zartan and this one are both better than it yeah. as far as what I'm looking for aesthetically. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good looking figure. If you could snap your fingers and replace your Zartan with this one, you probably would. Oh yeah, I'm sure I would. Yeah. And, and again, we don't know about accessories or anything like that too. So I do like the, the mask and everything that comes with the original one. Yeah. I'm curious to see if, if anything is different, I would love to see like a slightly different mask. I don't know. <sighs> I don't know, it would be fun if they just did something like some random general or something from the cartoon, but I doubt they'll do new tooling like that because I think the other, aside from Gung Ho's head, I don't think there's a whole lot of new tooling in the retro figures they've shown so far. No, and I think that part of the you know part part of the reason why they're doing this line is because they can do easy repaints without right. doing a lot of changes and just stamp a you know that retro back on him christian any any zartan thoughts if he comes with a crossbow then i'll contemplate it because I, I do like the look of him but again i have the first release zartan so it's it's a pass so you so you guys are hard against like upgrading and packing away an obsolete figure like once you've got one, it doesn't matter if they put out a better version. You're like, no. nope, we're no, done. No, 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 no. If because my, for me, my if, idea if, for an improvement is more than just a simple repaint, right? Like I had with the 25th line, I had the first gung ho, not a good figure. I thought all the gung hos that came after that were merely like repaints. And when you had sent me the photos of your 50th, yeah, yeah. Then I was like, oh my gosh, he is night and day different. So I get that figure and then let me pass on that first gung ho. Something like this. Like I said, if he comes with the crossbow and different weapons that I associate more with Zartan versus, you know, mummified monkey's paw and snakehead, <laughs> then, then I would seriously contemplate it. But there's no articulation difference. There's no yeah, real yeah. armor difference. It's all just paint. 
It is all just paint. Although that face, well, it's not just the green eyes. It's also the black on his face. Yeah. Is is significantly different, uh, which yeah. looks yeah. great. I, yeah. Look, if I if I run across this guy in the wild, or if Walmart actually fulfills my pre-order, I'll go ahead and admit it right now. <laughs> uh, then I'll I'll end up with one of these. Yeah, I'm definitely not a hard like a, a hard no when it comes to replacing figure. Like if because I have a Cobra Commander figure from Classified. I hate it. I'm waiting for a real Cobra Commander figure to come out. Presumably in the, I mean, the Walmart line would be the place to do it. Well, that's not going to happen, but we'll talk about that in a a little bit later. But yeah, I mean, that would be one I would in a heartbeat replace my existing regular release Cobra Commander because I just, I have no attachment to that figure. I just have it because you got to have a Cobra Commander in your collection. And that that leads into something we'll get into in a little bit here, too. But first, we got to talk about Retro Storm Shadow, who's very, very similar to the Storm (laughs) Shadow. We do not yet have Uh, the the main difference is the color. He's a little uh, or I guess a lot more white, like his wrappings on his uh, forearms and his legs. I think are a little whiter than what we're getting in the other one. Uh, he does not have the, what are they called? The arrow, the bow and arrow arm guard things. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does not have those. Somebody brought up a really good point though. Uh, I put, when I posted these pics on Instagram, somebody mentioned that if this is supposed to be a retro storm shadow, he should have short sleeves and yeah. not, the torn up sleeves like the regular one has. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, if he's supposed to look like the original figure or, you know. And and I I don't know that that's necessarily the intent, but it it could have been. Yeah. Uh, He doesn't have sleeves in Sunbow, so I guess this is more retro in that sense. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. The figure had sleeves, but in Sunbow, I mean, they weren't torn like this, but yeah, he had the completely sleeveless gi. Yeah. That's true. It, it's it's something that really, in my mind, I guess it's more a matter of it would have made it just that little extra bit different from the regular release that we're getting, that it would have been more interesting. Uh, but what I'm, what I wondered about looking at this picture, are those throwing stars? Do you think those are removable on his uh, bandolier deal there? Yeah, I would think so. I'm it seems sure they, like they would be right. Yeah, just the little, just they've just got a little two point five well, millimeter peg on them. Yeah, a little peg in the middle. It seems like they should pop off and, and be separate pieces. I'm, I'm hoping that they are because it's going to be considering the level of interactivity and the accessory detail that they've put into this line, it would be very disappointing if those are just permanently stuck on there. Uh, So, I mean, looks great. And basically whichever one I get first is probably the one I'll stick with. They're, they're that similar to me. Okay, so next up is uh, the worst kept secret, <laughs> but perhaps a little different than we were hoping for. I think we all kind of knew a Tiger Force Duke was coming that had been, I don't know if it's accurate to say it was leaked, but I think correctly prognosticated 
maybe a better way to put it. Uh, Tiger Force Duke with a vehicle. And I think we were all hoping that it would be the Tiger Paw. Uh, and that, that way they would have the ferret mold to go on and release in a different form and classified. But it is a Tiger Force Ram, which, by the way, we don't know if it's the Ram or if it's going to have a new feline name. I would hope they're going to rename it. I don't know what but, you would call it. I'm, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I was I trying to think I'm, of something clever to name it, but... Uh... Well, with as bad as Duke looks, you could call it the Pounce. And you say as bad as Duke looks? What's wrong with Duke? I don't... I. There, hopefully, when I see it in the wild, I'll think differently. There's something about the color combination... And the paint job on his face, on it, on his head, that just makes me like I don't feel like the first release Duke figure looks that bad. But there's something about this; it I just really do not like it aesthetically. I well, never he... did pick up the first Duke figure because I just don't like that figure. This, I mean, they they did a pretty good job of of translating the original Tiger Force Duke for this one. Um, so I, mean, I don't have a problem with the way this one looks. I probably won't add it to my collection just because I'm not collecting any of the, the Tiger Force or Python Patrol stuff. Um, but I don't. I think for what they were going for, I think it looks fine. I even like the the fact that they kind of kept his hair more blonde, even though the original figure yeah. had brown hair. Well, because, Lenny addressed that that they yeah. went back and forth over that a lot. Uh, I think the Ram looks great with the Tiger Force deco. But I don't know how excited I really am for this set. Uh, I like the body of the Ram, but there is something about the red plastic for the gun turret that uh, that I don't mind that at all. Looks cheap to me. I, I, again, I, I don't know why. I'm just it, you're not wrong. In, in the smaller line, I but don't it's know that toyetic. It yeah, and it looks yeah, like oh, if this 100%. has been a if they had released this vehicle in the original Tiger Force line, it would have had that red turret. And that's, yeah, yeah. That's what I look yeah, at yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I want to see it in person. I think part of, I, I, without totally knowing, I think I kind of get what you're saying about this Duke. I think the problem looking at it right here is that it is a render. I think he looks a little weirdly cartoony mm-hmm. and it doesn't, quite fit with our what because we it's almost an uncanny valley thing because we have seen the actual classified series duke and we know what it looks like and this looks like a robot version of that that's a very good way of putting it like it doesn't look quite right because we know what it's supposed to look like yeah so i think once we see this in person It's going to look better. I'll be honest, though. I'm just disappointed that it has the same boots with the shin guards, that it has the same bandolier with the little doodad on the top. And look, I, I like the blackout designs, but I was hoping that they would, you know, I wonder if you could put some regular boots, like take Breaker's boots and put them on this figure, like, 
could we could we have pulled back on the blackout stuff a little bit for this release and we'll talk more about that in, in uh just a bit here because there's a lot to cover about the style of classified uh you know i'm not gonna lie if i find this in the wild i'm gonna buy it i just am and this did not go up for pre-order with everything else so we don't yet know price we don't yet know when it will be available well they didn't do pre-orders for anything that's just a render at this point right right yeah that's yeah that's you're right, because that's part of the stages now is we get the mm-hmm. render, and then later we get the pre-orders. Yep. Uh, so, moving along to the first... Well, it's not going to be found in the wild because it's Amazon exclusive. Uh, I will not be buying this. This uh, set of two blue ninjas. Now, much like Snake Eyes and Timber, I don't have anything against this. I think it's a great idea. I think they were very smart to repaint these two figures in this way and offer them as troop builder sets. I have zero interest in this at all. How do you guys feel? Same. I mean, yeah. the, there, there's no there's no nostalgia with these blue ninjas. They don't even look they're not even the same blue as the weird toothpaste <clears throat> uh, ninja viper that was released you know, so many years ago. Um, I mean, they're not bad looking figures, uh, but they just don't have a place in my collection. For as much as I think ninjas are overdone in G.I. Joe, and I won't be getting these figures, I have nothing bad to say about them. I think the blue actually makes more sense than the red. Um, And they are... I like the masks, the extra masks that they come with. Um, I just don't need a lot of ninjas. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, well, okay, so the Red Ninja is is 100% my least favorite G.I. Joe classified series figure. I don't like the design. I don't think it feels like G.I. Joe. I just, I don't like the figure. It's on my shelf until I run out of space. And then it's going in a tote. Uh but I do think it was very smart of Hasbro to use that body to do a different color ninja. And then the Akiko body, uh, which I'm a big fan. If you don't have the movie Akiko figure, I think you should get it because it's just a really cool figure. Uh, I think it was smart to utilize that uh, to, to do a female blue because this is very cool because it's our first female troop builder. Uh, got a new head, obviously. Uh, and the masks are very cool, but again, to me, they say more Young Justice than GI Joe. Well, that's a, this is also uh, a, an easy retool if you want to do a Jinx figure down the line too. No, no, sir, absolutely not. <laughs> that is not a Jinx body. I am one hundred percent against <laughs> that being Jinx. Well, sorry, it, it wouldn't be my ideal, but I'm thinking along the lines of the way Hasbro would. Oh, I know, I know, and, and, and you're probably not wrong. And you know what? If if I were to get this figure, I would just call her Vipra. Sure. Which is, which is you know, going a little bit deep and obscure with uh, Cobra Ninja female characters. Well, is it though? Because 
Cobra Ninja female characters, you're already going pretty deep and obscure (laughs) as is. I actually think she's kind of a headliner if you're already diving into that niche. This is true. This is true. Uh, But yeah, look, these figures look great, but as much as these things cost now, as valuable as shelf space is, uh, there's just not enough meat on the bone here for me to feel like I need to have these. So these are uh, you know, w- without malice, hard pass. And then, <laughs> Dan Hunt! Okay, Eddie's, and listen up, maggots. This is Sergeant Slaughter, special drill instructor for G.I. Joe, the real American hero. I'm here to share some top secret intelligence with you. The G.I. Joe team is up running stronger than ever with a new line of six-inch action figures. I'm very proud to announce to you that I, Sergeant Slaughter, have been called back to active duty by the Joe Command to once again train the greatest heroes that have ever fought. So you Cobra Clouds better look out because I have re-enlisted with Hasbro and we're taking no prisoners. These classified recruits are good, and I will make sure they stay that way. Now hear this, maggots. I want you to watch this digital sneak peek of the toughest G.I. Joe classified action figure ever. Me, Sergeant Slaughter. Have I made myself clear? Good. And keep watching Hasbro Pulse for more information about when you can add a Sergeant Slaughter G.I. Joe action figure to your classified collection. All right, maggots. Now you know. And knowing is half the battle. Yo, Joe! Victory lap for Phantom Troublemaker because... <laughs> The evil dolts, Noel and Christian, have been ignored, and Sergeant Slaughter has returned to the G.I. Joe fold where he belongs. At after long last, Sarge is finally back home with the best promo. I've W nobody in WWE has cut a promo that good in five years. Uh Sarge was great. He was clearly like Yes, reading lines, but into it and excited. He's got the G.I. Joe championship on his shoulder. Uh, and then they showed the render of the Sarge figure, which I know I've been talking a little bit of smack about renders here uh, as we've been doing this episode. But my gosh, you guys, if this render of Sergeant Slaughter classified series doesn't make you feel like maybe we should rescind our earlier decision, I don't know what will. Uh, so I was not watching this live. I know you guys were, and I was, I was having to kind of live vicariously. I lost it. my mind. I, 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 I'll, I really wish I'd seen this live. I was working that day and I could not do it until later that night because this would have been like, if you would ask me, okay, name 10 things that you never expect to happen in the classified line. This would have been in the top 10. And sure enough, there's a Sergeant Slaughter coming to G.I. Joe Classified, and I am, you know, I'm giddy. Because we all know, in reality, 
he belongs in the line. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he is an iconic G.I. Joe character. When you ask, you know, random people about G.I. Joe that don't know a lot about it, they're going to mention Cobra Commander, Snake Eyes, Duke, and Sergeant Slaughter. Those are going to yes. be probably the four that, that everybody knows. And the fact that he's also a real-life celebrity does not hurt that as well. Mm-hmm. I wish that I had had some kind of camera feed to see Phantom when this was announced. <laughs> oh, dude, I stood up I out of my chair. Work, and I know, I thankfully my cubicle is is way off in the corner side, so no one saw me, but I jumped up out of my seat yep. and gay gasped. And <laughs> <laughs> I was... <laughs> I was so excited for you. And honestly, it is a great looking figure. Um, They did him a lot of justice. So I am happy and excited that he is here. He's got the white belt. He's got the the mirrored sunglasses, the hat, the whistle. (laughs) He's got fists for punching. And And didn't they say the sunglasses are removable? Yes, the sunglasses yep. and the yes. hat are and, removable. And the whistle, too. And the whistle. Yep. Um, but the, he's got the fact that he's got the fists. I'm hoping mm-hmm. he comes out with comes with swappable C grips because he's got to have the baton. Right, right. Yeah. There's got to be accessories. Well, and I said they, they've like, I really, really want to the drill instructor, like the mail away Sergeant Slaughter in this line. Yes. too. And he's a really easy repaint. So I am really hoping for that one. Uh, so there are a few things we have to unpack here. Uh, Noel, you just nailed one of them is I'd be very interested. Well, he's going to be a fan channel exclusive. This Sergeant Slaughter is, uh, but yes, hundred percent repaint down the line. I feel like is, is it cause it's literally a repaint. I think that the USA is molded onto the stomach. That's actually one of yeah, the original figures I don't have, but, but I, mean, I don't do know. It. I don't know that they would need to do that here. No, no, they don't need to. Um, so he's fan channel exclusive, uh, which if you don't know, that means he's available through like online retailers, GameStop. He just won't be in Target and Walmart. Uh, and according to this is where it becomes a mystery wrapped in a riddle packaged in an enigma. It's a box within a box. And this, this is Lenny's quote. It's a box within a box, and the reason for it is this man inspired me to buy so many G.I. Joes as a child, and I want to inspire the future to do the same, so hopefully it comes across, but it's pretty fun. This is reference to a mystery accessory included with Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, Speculation is that it could be that G.I. Joe championship, but the way that Lenny described it, I don't feel like that's what it is. Uh... I one possibility is could it include an actual O-ring Sergeant Slaughter? Now, granted, that would probably double the price, but it makes sense within the context of what Lenny is saying because next year, and again, we keep making references to all the news, but this was a wild news cycle for G.I. Joe. Uh, next year is going to be a very big year for O-Ring, according to Emily. And if this classified series figure includes an O-Ring Sergeant Slaughter, then that works 
as Lenny's saying, it's going to inspire people to want to buy more figures. Now, I don't know. That could be wrong, but I can't think of what else really fits with what he's saying. Like what, maybe, maybe if it's like literally just a little tiny Sergeant Slaughter figure, like for him to hold, like the uh, Super 7 Major Wrestling Figure podcast figures came with little tiny action figures. Like that could make sense and work within the budget of a typical classified series release. So that kind of is a, what, what if it's uh, those little world smallest figures, like one of those on a card back? for Sarge to hold. I, I don't know. I, I'm very interested in this. Like, I'm, I, like you didn't already have my interest enough with just a classified series Sergeant Slaughter, but now there's this whole other level of mystery. Maybe it's a tiny, tiny triple T. <laughs> that would actually be really fun if they did it uh, because years and years ago, uh, there was a Luke Skywalker action figure that came with the little T-16 model. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh, so that would actually be really fun too if it's just a miniature triple T for Sarge. Because <laughs> this is triple T driver version of Sergeant Slaughter specifically. Right, exactly. Uh, which brings me to my next point. So since Sarge is back in the fold, you got to think even if it doesn't come with this figure, an O-ring is probably in the works. Well, what if to balance out Baroness and the Hiss tank we get Sergeant Slaughter with Warpath as the Triple T. Ah. Or, or I mean, it doesn't have to be Warpath. That was just the first tank character that kind of <laughs> came into my head. I'm trying to figure p- picture how that would transform. But again, like the His Tank, it could be very basic. Yeah, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a very blocky vehicle. so it, Right, it, there's it, a it lot of room of... inside. Yeah. And it could be... Uh, it could be a little larger to accommodate it. Like they don't have to scale it exactly like the original his tank. Although I'm looking at that thing right now and it's pretty close to being big enough to have a robot inside. Just a thought that occurred to me, you know, nothing we know for sure uh, or, or even have a hint of just something I was thinking about with, if you're going to sign Sarge, you're going to maximize your output. Yeah. Because this is get your return on investment with with Mattel doing their excellent Ultimate Sergeant Slaughter with Valivar, Valiverse releasing two different Sergeant Slaughters. This is what everybody wanted was a official Hasbro GI Joe Sergeant Slaughter in whatever form. And if Hasbro doesn't make as many of them as they possibly can, then they're missing the boat. I'm still again that's still bizarre to me that Sergeant Slaughter has a toy out on the shelves right now through Mattel. And is uh, releasing well, a toy through, well, sort of, sort of, but it, it's <laughs> a, a recent Mattel release, right? And is also going to be like the Valiverse thing. It doesn't surprise me at all. You know that I'm sure that 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 wasn't an, a, a difficult legal challenge to overcome going back to Hasbro after that. But the the Mattel thing is a is kind of surprising. Well, especially considering the Mattel one basically looks like. Right, has Joe figure, figure right? but they've Mattel but has that done that. Al- but would that also be why this is not going to be a mass retail figure? Uh, 
I don't know. That's an interesting question. Well, but that it's, wasn't it, it that wasn't to, a mass retail figure either. Although no, but it's still part of because don't they have the WWE license? Well, okay. So here's Sergeant Slaughter owns his name. Uh, WWE, un, unlike most of the superstars that they have, Sergeant Slaughter was Sergeant Slaughter before he went to WWE, so he owns it. Uh, but it occurs to me there is a Sergeant Slaughter on shelves right now because the Iraqi. Uh, mm. sympathizer slaughter is in the current wave of elites at retail. So there is a slaughter at retail now. It's just not that one we were talking about. Uh, but he, he has consistently been, you know, some Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, Mattel is still making Macho Man figures, but he has figures coming from other companies as well because his estate owns Macho Man. WWE does not. Andre right. the Giant is another one. That right, lots of different companies. It depends on, and not to get too technical, but it depends on the type of figure, right? So, like specifically, six inch, right? So, right. just slaughter figure right now is being made by Mattel. Well, this but, line, but it's possible because now everything is so broken up because bendies are are one form, retro figures are another Correct. form. Uh, immobile, unarticulated figures are another form, six inch, seven inch. Right. Like there's so many different categories now. And I think that the major manufacturers recognize that they each have their own audience. So it doesn't really hurt Mattel for Hasbro to be doing something because this is not compatible with wrestling figures. They're different scales. Uh, I, I think we're at a point now where there's so many different forms that it's not like it used to be where if like one company had it, that was the end, even though the, regardless of who owned it. A little bit then why he's, why they wouldn't do him unless there's a bigger plan well, and it's down the line for a mass retail. And, and perhaps it's because of whatever this mystery accessory is that they wanted to make this mm -hmm. a special big release. And maybe down the line, I don't know what form any kind of retro line might take, but maybe that's where you get him in. I don't, I don't know. It's, it'll, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. Uh, Hasbro, open letter from me. Please reissue that LJN style Sergeant Slaughter. Retro figures are huge. People love them. Just do a run of that LJN style Slaughter that you did. Same same figure. Find the tooling. Do it again. I just want that figure, and I don't want to pay $700 for it. And you also have to wonder, does this open up the possibility of Super 7 making Sergeant Slaughter's? A reaction sunbow slaughter, mm. an ultimate slaughter. You got to think that's on the table. Yeah. I need a Super 7 Ultimate Sergeant Slaughter with an itty bitty ditty bag. <laughs> <laughs> and I wonder if that's going to be something that, like, because it's G.I. Joe. Are they licensed that, licensing that directly from Hasbro? I guess they also have to get it licensed through Slaughter as well if they're using his likeness and his name. And that might be the only stumbling block there is that would be two licensing fees. Yeah. So I don't know. 
I don't know, but but also I feel like an agreement could be worked out where they're releasing a Sergeant Slaughter figure with G.I. Joe livery or something. I don't know. It's interesting to think about. We'll see. Uh, all right, moving along from, quite frankly, the most exciting thing we're going to talk about this whole episode. <laughs> uh, so we saw... You know, we talked about the renders, but now we've seen the actual prototypes or production models or whatever they are of several of the figures that went up for pre-order on the 26th. Uh, we're going to start with Tiger Force Bazooka, who just to me, this is this is where my excitement came in versus the renders is seeing it in actual plastic, seeing it with the accessories, the helmet, the backpack, the bazooka, uh, seeing what the colors actually look like together in a real physical form. Uh, this is more exciting. Seeing that portrait, seeing the render didn't do this portrait justice, I don't think. So seeing, seeing this versus seeing those renders that we saw before, were you guys' reactions different? I liked so I liked I liked the way they look. Um, I can't say it's, it's going to sway me uh, on whether or not I'm going to purchase it. Um, but uh, no, it was really cool to see them actually in action, see them posing them, seeing them with the accessories. But it, it makes me again it it makes me look forward to the regular release versions of these characters. Right. Right. Yeah, that I, I am exactly with Noel. As far as bazooka goes, I like. I never had. I've said it before. I never had any Tiger Force or Python Patrol when I was a kid. I was I was out of the line by that time. But in going back and looking at them uh, as an adult, I appreciate the weirdness of the colors, the toyetic designs. Uh, this. This design, and look, I want a regular bazooka too. But as far as going on my toy shelf, this is going to pop more than bazooka's standard design. And I've got a bazooka that looks like that. This is exciting to me because it's, it's different. It's a new thing. So it's nostalgic, but at the same time, it's new. And that's what excites me about these. So I love the portrait. Like I said, the, the weapon looks great. Uh, I like the offset handle. So he's going to be able to hold it with both hands. Uh, looks cool. I like it. And like you said, they put it on their giant magic lazy Susan that they have during the uh, panels and kind of moved him around a little bit. We got to see all angles. He looks great. Uh, and then we get Tiger Force Recondo which I 100% believe this portrait is based off of Kurt Russell as Wyatt Earp. <laughs> uh, as looks... that out, I was like, yep, yep. <laughs> He's your Huckleberry. Uh, oh, and by the way, all of these pre-orders still available today as we're recording this, which is That's quite good. a difference from this time a year ago when things were selling out in two minutes. Uh, so Rakondo has a very nice mullet, great portrait. Uh, the hat isn't quite as blue as it looked in the render. 
Uh, the rifle with the wrappings and everything on it, I think looks really awesome. Uh, and, and I feel like I can predict what you guys are going to say that you're excited about regular Rakondo. Yeah. But it is nice to see what regular Rakondo is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Well, this Rakondo actually won me over. I did pre Oh, really? Yeah. The- I can't put my finger on why there's something about Rukondo that makes me think not that the tiger stripes are actually camo, but in my mind, that's how it's supposed to work. Um, and it makes sense for a figure like him. And I, I do really like the color combination. So he, he was a pre-order for me, whereas oh. I just couldn't, I, I was on the fence with bazooka and I stayed on the fence with Bazooka, so yeah. I, I'm more eager for his regular release. I really... The black shirt with the green and yellow trousers, it just looks very striking to me. I like this mm-hmm. design quite a bit. It doesn't... It doesn't seem as wacky as some of the other Tiger Force stuff. It looks like, oh, well, this might have been what a figure would just have looked like the first time around, rather than being a wild repaint. If something were to happen, and Tiger Force Outback and Tiger Force Rakondo were the only versions of those figures that we got, I wouldn't feel cheated. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. Um, we got to look at his backpack with the bedroll on top. Looks really good. Uh, the harness he's got on his chest or web gear or whatever with the uh, holster in the front has, has pretty nice low profile. It doesn't mm-hmm. uh, stick out really, really far. Uh, just great looking figure. He's got the big giant hunting knife on his thigh. I'm very happy with this guy. Very excited to get him. And of course, the hat is removable and he's got not only does he have the mullet, but he's got the parted mullet going on. <laughs> Very impressive looking figure. I'm excited about this guy. Okay. So which type, if, if you can do this off the top of your head, this isn't fair because I don't think I prepared you guys in advance for this. Uh, if you could choose which Tiger Force figure or character would you want to see next out of ones that actually exist? like ones that were done back in the day and the names that I came up with after perusing Yojo, which by the way, 3d, 3djoes.com is the best, but I can't access that website at work. So uh. Yojo is still my go-to. <laughs> uh, I really liked the designs and would like to see classified versions of tiger force sneak peek jinx and hit and run. But off the top of your head, are there any that you guys know you'd like to see? I mean, I I will say Frostbite because I costume that that version of Frostbite. Honestly, once I discovered the Tiger Force figures, however many years ago, uh, Outback is the only one I ever looked at where I was like, oh, I would own that figure. So this Rakondo is a nice surprise. He, even Tiger Force Shipwreck, when I look at that figure, I go, ooh. 
So <laughs> I, 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 at this point, I can't say there are any. Well, an Outback stands out as the one that is really almost a completely new figure, even though he's just a repaint, but that white hair, it makes him feel like something completely different. So he stands out mm-hmm. amongst the pack as it is. Uh, all right. You guys are going to have to educate me a little bit here because I'm very confused about the Python Patrol officer. So what, what is the deal? What's happening here? I'm all sorts of confused because this is the Python Patrol trooper, not the officer. Well, it's what was called the trooper. But when I look back to me, the trooper looks like the officer and vice versa. Well, they were. So when they originally did Python Patrol, they swapped those figures. So the Cobra officer became the Python, Python Patrol trooper. The Cobra trooper became the Python Patrol officer. Um, don't know why they chose to do it that oh. way. But regardless, one of those is a great design. And the other one is absolute hot garbage. And they managed to make the absolute hot garbage look even worse with this classified release. <laughs> I, did they? Yes, because there's they went from having at least like some character, like some color on the on the the the, the main um, BDUs, where he used to actually have that Python uh, in like the the green and the 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 yellow. Now it's just like this drab yellow with. <sighs> Well, it's I, it's green, but it's not the right shit because it is the shirt is green and has yellow, the cross hatching or whatever. Yeah, but they're too close in like it looks like two different flavors of mustard. It, I, yeah, I don't know that I would say green. It looks I like mean, it, yellow. Yeah, and just like yellow and yellow. yellow. It's, I think once we get this in hand, well, once I get it in hand, because I'm guessing you guys aren't going to bother with <laughs> oh, this no. one. No, I did I you do it? This one as well. I did. <laughs> but I, I think partially because I've been, you know, I did that rewatch of the Sunbow series, not Sunbow, of the DIC series oh, last year and yeah, did yeah. features in it. So do I need I, the army build him? No. No. <laughs> I think once we get this in hand, that shirt is going to look more green than it does in these images. I could be wrong. And I'll believe me as, as any listener knows that has been paying attention, I will admit when I'm wrong, but I bet in hand, that shirt is going to be more green and the yellow uh, deco on it is going to stand out a little bit more. If that was the case, I would have loved to have heard them describe that rather than their ultra secret, technique for getting fog to lay low <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah they do I, look, they were these, laying it on thick this last day they really were they really really were and i look i i appreciate these photographers i envy them their for sure career their careers uh but they really did go it just made me chuckle like the, yeah. the previous whenever they give their their little comments about it i'm like oh yeah Yep, I can see that. And this one, I was like, okay. Well, and it makes it a little more fun because the last one they did, they had uh, Corey actually there with the set, mm-hmm. kind of going through some of the shots, and that made it a little more engaging. And you were like, oh, wow, I see how cool this is, what he's doing. 
but then with these, it was just, uh, but, but I get it. You're, you're proud of your product. You're excited to see it interacting with an environment in this way and presented in such a dynamic fashion. Like I, I get it, but, but yeah, it was a bit much. I do, but also in my line of work with what I do, not my toy photography for fun, but what I do for business, I do know that when you photograph things, colors can come across as very different. So sometimes you do have to be more descriptive. In, oh, dude, uh, I, I know so that just from it, doing toy reviews, because I'll be sitting there watching the figure in my hands, but also looking at it through the screen and seeing two completely different things. Yeah. So if that shirt is more green than it is yellow, I, all joking aside, I do wish that they would comment on stuff like that. Like, oh, yeah. we realize it looks a bit more like this in the picture, but trust us, it is more of a green like the original figure. So to follow up on that last question I asked you guys, uh, which Python Patrol character would you like to see next? And again, I'll answer the one I just mentioned, the what should be the Python Patrol officer. But if they do it, I guess they'll have to as a Python Patrol trooper because um, A, I costume that. And B, I just think that that all black PDUs with the, with the green um, web gear with the the you know with the yellow cross stitching on it and then the red balaclava yeah is, that's one of my favorite trooper designs they've ever done it looks cool it's striking and i'm curious to see how they would get that deco onto the web gear but i mean i feel like they have to do it at this point yeah one would think i know they're going to do more since this is an exclusive line however uh i prefer him I, I, I prefer it being a one-off character. So again, there is no, not off the top of my head, is there any other Python Patrol figure that I want to see? So what I came up with, again, having the, the you know, ability to look before having this question sprung upon me, uh, Copperhead and the Televiper. The, I was surprised by how much I liked the Televiper design. Uh, and also my choices are kind of based on if we get them in these forms, then we'll get them in the main line too. Copperhead's one of my favorite Cobras. I really want him in the line. So if we got a Python Patrol, that would almost ensure that we'd get him in the main line. And I like the Python Patrol Copperhead enough that I'd be okay if that was the only Copperhead we got. And, and then, of course, there's the bizarrely named Python Patrol crimson guard who <laughs> only has like a splash of crimson on him at all <laughs> shouldn't shouldn't he just be a python guard one would think but uh yeah I... that one is that one's an eyesore to yes. me yes yes it is it's, it's it's rough uh all right moving right along we're well into hour two so everybody hang in there we're, we're giving you a <laughs> big big episode to kick off may uh with with more to come throughout the month uh we get the final look at zorana with the excellent well a couple of excellent surprises the first one is the functionality of her knife in the backpack they have essentially eliminated zorana's original backpack which was bizarre and some, sometimes that stuff translates, sometimes it doesn't. I'm okay with them doing something new. And now she has this knife 
that comes out of her backpack and it's this like charged knife mm-hmm. with with a heated blade that looks awesome like this is the kind of stuff that i like classified for i also like to update to her weapon to her gun it makes more sense yeah yeah putting that blade underneath an actual rifle uh the paint is nice that it's not just an all black weapon mm-hmm. uh and then of course the big feature of her swappable hair yeah best of both worlds you get the mullet and you get the mohawk and i don't know which one i'm going to display her with it, <laughs> it's going to take seeing it in person because i like the mullet so much the the way they did the colors and everything in it it's going to be a tough call i don't know what i'm going to do but otherwise the figure's so uh, this to me is another perfect example of what classified should be mm-hmm. it is very clearly zarana but it has been updated and modified to take advantage of the scale, the articulation, modern design elements. Uh, it's it's her without looking dated or like a slavish reproduction. Right. Mm-hmm. They did such a great job of getting the details on like the, the metal studs on her jacket and, yes. her, and the zippers. Um, it's just really great attention to detail, like the chain on, on her belt. And that nasty look on her face. Yeah, this... I cannot wait to have her in hand because from seeing these photos, I can very easily see her becoming my absolute favorite in this line. Yeah. Te- like, even, like, the texture on, like, the jeans and stuff, too. Like, you can mm-hmm. see the, the jean pockets, and they did a, just a great job sculpting this figure. Yeah, this is... If she is an indication of what we're going to see from the Dreadnoughts, I'm very, very excited uh, about future releases because this is this aesthetic. I mean, this could almost be a line unto itself. So, yeah, Zarena looks great, uh, was available, widely available for pre-order. If you didn't get her, then I, she's probably still available on like Amazon. I don't know. Uh, and the package art is so beautiful. Yeah, well, I I like the art. Are you being serious? I love it. No, I, I think I, it's I, cool. I'm so glad that they because they are using different artists for these, and I like that, that that they're mixing that up. But I wasn't expecting them to go with something that is that much you know that much different than the rest of them. Like this one is very cartoony, very almost like anime inspired in a little bit. Well, it almost uh, reminds me of Tank Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, as soon as I saw that, I was like, they're having fun with this with this character with that with that art, and I think that it definitely fits her better than just doing another, uh, you know, kind of serious kind of you know dark and gritty pose. It's the really the what Jay? Oh gosh, I can't remember his name now. Um, Jay Scott Campbell? No, no, no. Um, if they literally had. Howlett, Jamie Howlett, is that right? Is that one of the creators of Tank Girl? It's been so long since oh. I thought about that. My brain is just grinding it. But if they'd had literally like a Tank Girl artist, that would have been the only thing that I would have preferred over this. I, I like this. I think it's cool. Uh, and, and again, it's different. And it's going to draw the casual eye to this figure in the aisle. Mm-hmm. And that 
is something that I think a lot of people don't really consider when we're looking at this art. That's part of the reason to have this diversity of artwork on these figures is to grab that random eye. What is that? You know, although, although I have to appreciate your optimism that people are going to actually see actually this see the these in the aisle. That's a good point. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. I'm also noticing. So with the mullet, I'm also noticing with the mohawk hair, she's got like almost Chelsea looking sideburns too. What a haircut that is. <laughs> uh, you know, almost, it's, very, it's very reminiscent of the original figure, though. Almost mm -hmm. looks like uh, Trash from Return of the Living Dead. Ah. Yeah. That was my first thought, actually, when I saw it. Wait, did you say that? Am I, am I mining your thoughts? Did you put that in the chat? I did. Well, although okay. I said Leona Quigley, but okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, very, very Linnea Quigley here. Uh, all right, so yeah, Zarina must buy. Looks great, awesome. Uh, Dusty, let's talk about Dusty. Noel, you 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 do not cosplay this Dusty, but you no, cosplay a Dusty. So we're going to consider you our resident Dusty expert. Um, is it weird that I'm kind of disappointed in the figure? <sighs> I bought it because I. When I saw the digital render, I said, "Well, I'm definitely going to get me a Dusty figure." But it just—it looked more underwhelming, I think, when I actually saw the real figure than I was expecting it to look. There's nothing really wrong with it, but it just doesn't—it just didn't excite me that much. I feel like there's there should have been a classified version of Dusty. And this should have been the retro carded Dusty, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like mm. his, the camo, I don't want like digital camo, but I feel like it could look a little more interesting than it does. And I feel like maybe the colors, There, he's just uh, he's like you said there's nothing wrong with him but he's not quite as exciting as I feel like he should be yeah Inter I mean I didn't think the original again not that there's anything wrong with the G1 <laughs> Dusty back in the original line but I mean I always thought he was what he was he's a desert camo figure you get browns and you get lighter browns and and i don't want i i am i am not a proponent of like let's make these all look like modern military because that's that's a bulky look it kind of bogged down the the 25th and 50th anniversary a little bit with functionality and with with just being fun uh but i don't know he doesn't i'm getting him but I'm not like super stoked about him. And I, yeah. I like Dusty. I always liked Dusty as a character. I always liked his look because he stood out at the time. Uh, but there's just, there's a little bit of magic that's just kind of missing from this one. Well, it's like, I don't, and I don't even know how to, like, I, I don't have any ideas of how to make him really better. It's just right. that he's just, he's, he's there. He's fine. Well, uh, one suggestion to make it better is I would have loved to have had the, the cloth, um the cloth on the, goods. Uh, on the helmet yeah, yeah. but uh it, i didn't figure we were getting that after we discussed it on that last episode um 
but yeah, the the hel- the helmet's disappointing. I think more than anything else, just because it just doesn't look realistic. Um, but uh, but yeah, just don't know how I'd spruce him up. But he just is. He's gonna he's gonna get on my. He's gonna get you know gonna buy him. He's gonna sit on my shelf. But uh, he's not gonna set the world on fire. And again, maybe in hand he'll be a little more a little bit more exciting. I do like the fact that he comes with two pairs of goggles. Yeah, he's got one pair to go over the helmet, and one pair that he can actually wear. I think that's that's very cool. Because that's, I think I said it during the the live. There's something about his face sculpt and the face paint I really like. So, it, I plan on displaying him without the helmet because mm. I I do think he pops more that way. Yeah, you might be right because he does have a nice portrait, and especially with the paint and everything on his face, he, he looks more like Duke than Duke looks like Duke to me. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> uh, all right, so moving on to our last pre-order thing subject, that did not disappoint me. Okay, so, well then, <laughs> yeah. then talk talk about this guy. Oh my God, I know. I just he he's. He's everything I wanted a classified Crimson Guard guard to be. He's he's beautiful. He's the the color is perfect. The the accessories are perfect. I'm not the one thing I'm not crazy about is the black backpack, um, but it's not a deal breaker in any way. How do you I'm feel with you on that? How do you feel about that? See, I like the black backpack. Um, how do you feel about the sword? I uh, love it. I love the fact that he has one. I think it looks great with him because I mean it's it's a dress uniform, so I I expect him to have a sword. Kind of a ceremonial thing, yeah. And yeah, I, I yeah. like the fact that it can be reload. Well, it can be relocated from his belt to his backpack, or not at all. Right. Um. I think the rifle looks good. It's not, is it, I think it's different from the original Crimson Guard rifle, but it's got the bayonet, which is the important part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little different than the original, but it is, it's, it definitely takes some, uh, takes some inspiration from it. And the fact that it mounts onto his backpack is, is a great addition with that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Any, any, as long as you can store, pretty much all of the accessories on the figure that's a win for me yeah uh, i think the boots look great they're that unique crimson guard look uh the form of this figure looks great i don't know how i feel about his valiverse belt buckle though well, <laughs> you notice that well he's got the i mean he's got a v on his belt buckle at the <laughs> yeah, i know, too, I so know. It's, it's it's it just jumped out subtle. at me because it's such a larger scale uh he's got all the medals and everything i it looks it looks like a a deluxe giant crimson guard they've done a very nice job of it it's and and what's funny is it really is kind of a parallel to dusty it's just that this figure started off looking more exciting right well and and i think this trends like you know this is a very toyetic look d- design with this right this bright red color and those, those striking silver um like the sigil on his chest uh so you 
you really couldn't change that up at all. I mean, you, we've seen other versions of the Crimson Guard in the past, and and really nothing beats that original look. So that pretty much wraps up uh, the fan fan first Tuesday. Which but, was about three times shorter than our discussion about it. I, it was, I know, right? Well, I was well, surprised. It was only like forty-four minutes long. You're you're well, you're talking like, you're talking to somebody who once spent an hour and a half talking about a three-minute Star Wars trailer. <laughs> so, but there's even stuff, and I think it's in your notes to go over. But I mean, there's even stuff that came out after this that they did not go over yes we've got that that is that is the next portion of our conversation here uh the pop well okay so this was reported by pop insider but i'm not entirely clear on where the original round table came from uh and christian you brought this to our attention i saw it and i skipped over it initially because i figured it was just going to be fluff i never imagined that this roundtable for some random news outlet would actually be more informative than Hasbro's corporate sponsored panel. Yeah, well, I mean, they they do interview Emily and the stuff that I shared were direct quotes from her in well, the article. Wait, I've I've got uh for, for anybody who wants to check this out, a uh, website called Pop Insider, which I've never heard of before, uh, posted a roundtable conversation with Lenny and Emily um, as a kind of follow-up to that panel, but they get into so much more detail about certain things. Uh, Emily stated that they, we, we talked about this before, they underestimated the success of the line and simply just still have not produced enough of the figures to meet demand, which is not entirely a bad thing. Uh, And Lenny stated over the course of the pandemic and seeing all the dissatisfaction with people being able to get, whether it was the store exclusives or the main line or whatever, Lenny said that their current mission statement is how do we make people happy again? Which is very interesting because that's, you don't often see a statement that straightforward coming from toy companies certainly not hasbro or mattel uh and and this is where emily's quote about we're manufacturing five times the amount of figures that we went to market with and it's still not meeting retailer demands so they're aware of all of these things and constantly working to improve availability and and whatever else i really do believe with all my heart that these people are doing their best to make great product and to get it to us as best they can. And they just are faced with a lot of challenges. Agreed. Uh, so we already talked a little bit about the major retailers holding back product until they have enough to set their shelves and pegs. And they're not really doing that. The idea is that everyone should be getting new toys at around the same time. And this includes consumers that pre-order online and those who prefer brick and mortar experience. Unfortunately, there are instances where a random Walmart puts a case of figures on the sales floor early and photos end up splashed across Instagram. Uh, The bigger stores should be waiting for product to arrive, but the larger the quantity, the longer it takes, which goes back to what we were talking about with like Dorkside getting their allotment in 
and shipping it out because they know they have to, or they're going to lose that pre-order money. Uh, essentially they're doing the best they can factoring in the different suppliers, transportation time, the quantities, everything else. Uh, and that's another thing to take into account. Yes. We're now two years deep into this line, but this team is still learning. Uh, so I, they're, like I said, I think they're doing their best. The Zorana Crimson Guard Dusty Wave will be the last wave with plastic in the packaging. And this is a big thing we got to talk about. Uh, I will say right here, and I know with some of our listeners, this is not going to be popular stance. Uh, for, for me, get the plastic out of the packaging. I have no problem with this at all. Uh, one reason is I do believe in the elimination of single-use plastics. I've said it here. I've said it on the Needless Things YouTube channel. Uh, and, you know, the argument is, oh, well, that's such a small portion of the damage being done. Let me ask you guys a question. For the listeners, for Nolan Christian, let's say you're strapped to a table and you're being stabbed with big swords. And you're also being stabbed with knives. And you're also being stabbed with needles. If the people stabbing you said, hey, would you like us to stop stabbing you with the needles? Would you say, oh, well, they're barely doing anything. You just keep stabbing me with the needles. Is that what, is that what your reaction would be? Because that's what these single-use plastics in the toy packaging, they're the needles. No, they're, they're on their own, a tiny, tiny percentage of the problem, but it's easy to eliminate it so we should do it. That's my personal feeling. Uh, and from a practical toy collecting standpoint, think about this. You are also eliminating those interior plastic trays that have been mutilating our <laughs> figures and accessories for decades now. Every warped leg that you have, every bent sword, Every spear that doesn't go straight and is curved, it's because of that interior tray that they're forcing these products into where they get shipped through hot and cold and hot and cold, and you're getting toys that are warped. Now, instead of that tray, you're going to have your figure straight up and down attached to a nice piece of cardboard with those little twine things holding it in place that by the way, aren't going to cut into the plastic the way that those plastic uh, uh, twist tie things do. And all the accessories are going to be individually wrapped and stored in a little box. They're not going to be bent. They're not going to be warped like that alone. I, I keep thinking, uh, yes, the vintage packages did use plastic. I understand that argument. However, I keep thinking about those original Star Wars and G.I. Joe figures. You had a plastic bubble for the figure. You had a plastic bubble that all the accessories were in. And I agree with you 100%. My vintage figures never had the problems with warping, I never had to run my weapons from my original GI Joes under hot water to get them back into shape right. because they have been warped. So I, I am so excited 
for this to happen. And the the biggest legitimate concern that I've heard is about figure swappers. Yep. And that is 100% legit. We should all be worried about that. But I saw a brilliant suggestion, and I can't remember if it was on wrestlingfigures.com, on their boards, or on his tank, which, by the way, we, we love his tank. I get so much inspiration for what we talk about on this show from his tank. Uh, but somebody suggested, uh, if you guys remember the Macho Man Randy Savage figure, the Slim Jim figure that came out a few years ago from Mattel, that figure had a perforated tear tab that went around the top of the box that you could use to open the box, just like a box of Slim Jims. Uh, or perhaps more relatably, if you get a box from Amazon that has that pull tab that you can open, somebody suggested put those on the action figures. So to open the figure, you have to pull this tab and that way you can't reseal it and take it back to Target or whatever. I think that was a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, something like that would, would probably work. I mean, there's there's always going to be people who will find a way around it. Right. Scum, scumbags, much like life, uh, finds a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't be as concerned with the figure swapping were these figures so readily available to where if you, well, if you got right. one, you could take it back to Walmart and say, hey, this was in the wrong this was wrong. Let me go swap it out for another one. Right. But you know, you, you see that in the shelf one time, it may be the only time you ever see it in your life. But another factor is I've gotten 90% of my classified series figures online. Mm-hmm. Right. Very same few way. have come from a store anyway. Uh, and I'm not saying it's necessarily a good thing if we're moving away from brick and mortar, but it's certainly less of a concern than it used to be. Uh, so, but regardless, this is a thing that's happening from Hasbro, from Mattel, from all of the major toy manufacturers. It's happening whether you like it or not. And for mint on card collectors, you guys just collect boxes anyway. So I don't know what you're so concerned about. Well, and the, the as long as they are putting them in behind cardboard and not doing what Transformers has done with some of theirs, where they have those open, exposed figures. Well, but they do mention in the article for the Transformers, any of the ones that have the open windows, it is because the parts that are exposed are not removable. Right. They do address that. Mm-hmm. Well, unlike the LeBron James figures. Right. Right. <laughs> um, okay. So as a side effect of this, the they stated, they straight up said it, the retro Walmart line is eight figures and done, which was very interesting to me. It mm-hmm. And I think it doesn't mean they're not going to do those retro style figures anymore. It just means they're not going to be in that form, which to be honest, again, I open everything. I don't care if they want to, do a different Walmart line that's in boxes. If they want to fold that retro look into the regular releases, whatever the case may be, that packaging, it wasn't authentic enough to mean anything to me anyway. So whatever. Excuse me. If, if they wanted to continue that line to where they were putting 
the retro starburst and figure artwork on the front of a box so it's actually not in any way shape or form affected by a bubble or a figure the thought of that just now actually kind of excites me more well if you think about it the original 12 inch joes came in windowless boxes Mm-hmm. So they could almost adapt that to to the like let's say you take that 12 inch Joe box style but put 80s style Joe art on it. You know, that's another possible option. There there are things that can be done. And uh, you know, toys didn't always look like they've looked for the past 20, 40 years, and they're they're not gonna look like that anymore. It's time for a change, and that's just how it is. Uh, and I, like I said, I, I find this to be more beneficial than not, but that's as somebody who opens everything up and who doesn't like warped toys. Uh, so that brings us to O-Ring. Obviously, as of right now, the O-Ring launch has not really blown anybody away. It sounded to me like Emily is aware of this. Next year is going to bring a soft reboot for modern Joe fans. She straight up stated that 2022 releases are going to be the only ones that are in the format we've gotten so far with the card backs and the box and everything. And that going forward, they're going to change the style. Now, we don't know if that means they're going to continue what they've been doing just with different packaging, if they're going to take a different approach to O-Ring. Here is my deep, dark fear, is that Hasbro has seen how well Super 7's reaction figures are doing, and they're going to pull that back from Super 7 and start doing that themselves with O-Ring, which, granted, is what I wanted in the first place, but I don't Mattel know. Mattel isn't if, going to do those deep dives. Well, has, Hasbro's not going to execute it. Oh, Mattel, sorry, Mattel, Mattel certainly isn't. Mattel definitely but, uh, <laughs> isn't. No, Has, uh, Hasbro's but, uh, not going to do the deep dives. Well, and even if they were, I just don't have the faith of them to execute it quite the way Super 7 is. But I don't. Yeah. we don't know. We don't know what the soft reboot means, but it does reinforce what I've been saying for a while now, is that that Sky Striker comes out next year, and I fully believe Hasbro has plans for a to capitalize on the people that bought the Sky Striker because that's what they've done with other Haslabs is they've released a lot of related product to to milk that money out of their cash cows because that's what those of us who backed that Haslab we're their cash cows and they know they got that money out of us and there's more there. So I I think we can count on a lot of O-Ring product. What form it will be, we still don't know. And Emily did confirm that the Sky Striker figures will still be on card backs. Hmm. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, G.I. Joe planning into 2023 and well into 2024. That was confirmed. That's, That's done deal. Uh, they hinted around a possible classified HasLab. The Thunder Machine was brought up as a possibility. I think it's one of the more realistic things that could be done, especially if clearly Lenny loves his Dreadnoughts. 
So the Thunder Machine seems pretty reasonable, but they also, and I haven't, I don't know if there's audio or video of this roundtable available. I just read this transcript. Apparently, Lenny mentioned the Rolling Thunder, but I don't see how a classified version of Rolling Thunder is reasonable in any way. I don't even find a 118th scale Rolling Thunder HasLab to be all that reasonable. No. So I don't know. That was I would like to hear the context of that quote. If any of the listeners have like the full quote there, please hit us up on Twitter. Let us know. Uh, all right. Bonus intel from Joe Command. Oh wait, I want to back up real quick. Oh please so, do. So the the quote is, uh, Penzika, or however you say his name mentioned a rolling thunder as being a cool idea not that it's on the table like the way that they said the thunder machine could probably be done he's just saying rolling thunder would be a cool idea huh okay uh so we have some bullet points here bonus intel from joe command Hasbro Pulse could become a destination for army builders, an evergreen assortment of soldiers, officers, and other troops that fans may want to buy multiples of. The team is also working on an expanded presence for the G.I. Joe brand at Hasbro Pulse. This is very interesting because, as we all know, Marvel Legends Star Wars Vintage Collection have both had troop builders available through Pulse. Uh the Hydra soldiers, the shield soldiers, uh, the death troopers, the rebel Alliance troopers, great troop building packs. And we've been talking about this pretty much since the beginning, that this would be great for green shirts. Great for, you could do, you could do a more basic Cobra trooper. Uh, if, if they wanted to hit now, granted the Marvel legends price points have been around 15 bucks for a single troop. I think we're probably at a point where we're not going to see that anymore. But if they wanted to do a stripped down Cobra trooper that just came with like the web gear, a pistol, a knife and a rifle. Yeah. uh, Things like that. I would, I'm very excited about. Uh, The return of Sergeant Slaughter to the GI Joe line could signal the potential return of other real life Joes in the future. So they said return of other real life Joes, and there are only two that I can think of. Well, Joes, there's only really one. Well, there's the fridge and there's Roddy Piper. Well, yeah, but it said he wasn't a Joe. So, <laughs> well, okay, yeah, yeah, but I don't know that they were specifying Joes necessarily. But, but Roddy Piper might be a little more difficult because he's no longer with us. So, well, right, know. but I think like, like, Sarge and Hogan and Savage, I believe the Piper estate owns Rowdy Roddy Piper. So mm-hmm. if they ink a deal with Hasbro, I don't know. Yeah. I would, I've been saying it for a while. I want my Rocky Balboa Big Boa two pack. <laughs> Let's make this happen. That one, that one, that one would be interesting. That one might be tricky to pull off. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, uh, Stallone has signed his likeness off. You know, NECA has done Rambo and Rocky. Uh, he's not precious about his likeness, I don't think. Yeah. Um. So that's exciting. I, you know what? I, I would. 
I would buy a classified series fridge. I'd like to see that. That would be fun. Again, it would be toyetic. And especially if they make his weird football weapon on yeah. like an actual chain. Yeah. Yeah. That could be fun. And he'd have, think about how good they, how well they could do his portrait with modern technology. <laughs> I'd love to see it with that big smile on his face. Uh, pre this this is something that has been stated before. Pre orders pre orders will be offered for all classified series action figures going forward, uh, which I, that's kind of been the case for a while. I feel like sub stories such as Tiger Force will continue to roll out with specific retail partners, but there is a possibility that additional characters that fit those stories may emerge in the main line in the years ahead. I. Can you guys translate that? I don't know what we're talking about here. What is, what is this? I mean, to me, it just sounds like right now they're, for example, like Tiger Force is exclusive to Target. So, but perhaps down the line, they could release other Tiger Force figures in the main line, like mass retail, like Walmart online. It wouldn't be just a target thing or there and would just, be specific characters to target but then maybe you know that just seems like a weird thing to even address at this point because we're so far away we don't even have tiger force figures in hand yet so i'm certainly yeah. not considering four years from now when we might get a tiger force torpedo or something weird <laughs> in the main line <laughs> who knows uh, uh so this was interesting to me that Lenny uh, was a little bit more transparent about tooling or, or had a little more specific about tooling uh, on the manufacturing side. Shared tooling is a big consideration when bringing new figures to market. Certain figures share tooling boots, for example. And if one figure is in production using that tooling, another that uses it cannot run at the same time. That's very interesting and something I hadn't considered, but it's because that one tool exists so it cannot be used for multiple figures within a wave because it's it's allocated to that one figure in the wave so bazooka you can't use his boots for Rakondo because they're being produced at the same time so that tool is allocated uh, that, i thought that was interesting and I, it's something i just hadn't thought about Comparing this to other lines in the Hasbro portfolio, Marvel Legends has more than a decade of tooling spanning hundreds of characters to share parts. Now, granted, there's only about 12 different parts they use. I'm just kidding. It's a joke, Marvel Legends fans. Uh, while G.I. Joe Classified Series has only around 50 characters right now, the plan is to slowly and steadily grow the classified line and build an arsenal of tools over the years. Shared tooling also lends itself to repaints, something that goes back to the original Real American Hero line of the 1980s. Certain characters may get a new uniform to fit a new story theme. And this, of course, just goes along with Tiger Force Bazooka versus regular Bazooka, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, this, to me, is almost directly addressing Shipwreck. Uh, the brand is spacing out the release of big fan favorites to spark longevity and to avoid dropping everything all at once. And we've talked about this before. That's why we haven't seen Shipwreck yet. That's why we haven't seen Hawk yet is because you 
you know, with something as, as large and diverse as GI Joe, while everybody has their favorites, there are really only a few characters that can be considered broad, heavy hitters. Uh, so you, you got to space those guys out. Uh, and finally, availability at retail is expected to improve greatly by the end of the year and into 2023. Multiple delayed shipments that have been stalled due to the global shipping crisis are expected to arrive close together, which should mean fuller shelves and pegs as retailers balance their stock and also means that your credit card is about to blow up. <laughs> uh, so that was the roundtable follow-up was there anything else you guys saw from that that you wanted to bring up or any thoughts about any of that that was everything that i had seen uh then really quickly we will wrap this thing up and i will say this uh once again histank.com is a valuable resource and emily drops in on the histank forums from time to time to uh drop a little information a little knowledge or clarify things and uh, here are a couple of items that Emily specifically mentioned in the forums. Uh, the O-Ring cardback two-packs are specifically for the 40th anniversary celebration and will only be available in 2022. I mentioned that before. New packaging and expanded line reboot for O-Rings will happen in 2023. So that directly addresses the O-Ring situation without giving too much away which i think we'll probably learn more about for yojo ju uh amazon gets ninjas because ninjas are awesome and everyone likes ninjas uh which uh, which <laughs> uh, sorry what <laughs> so Was she that, drunk that's addressing the fact that the ninja two-pack and kamakura are amazon exclusive uh, all G.I. Joe retailer exclusives have limited quantities available on Pulse. Mainline retailers are any stores that can take these items. Target, Walmart, GameStop, Big Bad Toy Store, Dorkside, Amazon, etc. Fan channel retailers are specialty shops. Uh, they will not be at Target, Walmart, or Amazon. You'll see these at GameStop, Big Bad, or Dorkside. And then Fanmazon items, which this is the first time I've heard this term, are the same as above, but Amazon can also list them. And then retailer exclusive, obviously, is just for one retailer, but Pulse will, reiterated, Pulse will get limited quantities of all retailer exclusives. The reason this is possible is because G.I. Joe, the IP is owned by Hasbro, so they get to determine the, the specifics of retailer exclusive as opposed to Marvel Legends or Star Wars Black Series where the licensor works out the deal. So Walmart, that's it. Later on down the line, has uh, Hasbro Pulse or Ross or whoever may get those, but uh, <laughs> five or, below or uh, right, right. <laughs> but uh, because GI Joe is owned by Hasbro, they set the terms of the exclusivity. Uh, and then finally, e-commerce only items will only be available online and not in brick and mortar store locations. So those were just some things that Emily clarified. Uh, you know what, guys. I think we're going to save. I've got one more bullet point. We're going to save that for uh, a little bit later on because we have taken up more than enough time with the news. 
One last thing to mention, G.I. Joe, the movie, will be in theaters as part of Fathom Events on June 23rd and June 25th. Uh, The last I checked, tickets were not yet actually on sale, but you can find the listing on the Fathom Events website. Uh, June 23rd is a Thursday. June 25th is actually the Saturday of Joe Fest, and there is a screening at an Augusta theater at 1 p.m. So if you want to leave Joe Fest and go watch G.I. Joe the movie in the theater, you can. Uh, I'm going to try and see it on Thursday. Uh, yeah, 1 p.m. is going to be peak Joe Fest time. Right, so, exactly. Yeah. I'm not leaving that convention in the middle of the day. Uh but Thursday night, I will definitely be there. So that's pretty exciting. I've never seen it in the theater. Has it been? I no. think it's been. Has it ever been in the theater? It's never been in the theater that I'm aware of. Unless I wasn't it was like sure a special if showing. I wasn't was, sure if Fathom had done this before or not. I doubt Fathom it. Fathom had not. But actually, one of the uh, anime groups that I was involved with down here in Florida, we used to have a thing with the theater at Universal before it switched to an AMC. Um, and they helped us be able to get movies. So we actually have, back in the early 2000s, did screenings every year of Transformers, the movie, G.I. Joe, the movie, various anime movies. So okay. there is, but I can tell you, like, there is nothing like seeing that opening sequence. Oh, yeah. On the See, big that's screen. <laughs> I, I'm getting I, goosebumps just thinking about it. I couldn't be more excited. So I'm, I'm, Definitely stoked for that. We'll be there Thursday night, 100%. And I'm sure we'll be talking about it on our panel at Joe Fest whenever that ends up happening. <laughs> all right, guys, that is all the news. Let's wrap this thing up. That is all we've got for this news-heavy episode of Audible Interlude. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast and on Twitter at G.I. Joe Audible. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to hear about. Uh, If we mess something up, clue us in. Our music is by Andy Sanford of electricminnowmusic.com. And uh, finally, Noel, why don't you tell us a little bit about The Finest? The Finest is an international costuming group that, of course... Uh, focuses on gi joe and uh, if you want to be a member we have uh, our website we've got our facebook page uh we're often at conventions talk to one of us and see what you got to do to uh suit up and help us raise money for great charities like canines for warriors and christian literally every time i see your stuff on social media i feel like you're upping your game like you are constantly leveling up these pictures where can we find your stuff Thank you. You can find me on Instagram and Flickr.com under the name Legion Cub. We guys, thank you for sitting down and talking about G.I. Joe once again. And as always, yo, Joe. Cobra.
You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.